Good CEOs build and maintain successful companies. Great CEOs build and maintain influential ones. We're connecting with successful business leaders on how to create the impact within your organization that transforms it into one of influence at the CEO Roundtable. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and welcome to the CEO Roundtable podcast. Today, I'm joined by CEO Daniel Abrego. Daniel, thank you for being here, brother. Thank you for having me. No, it's my pleasure. So I know you're CEO, but you're the CEO of many, many things, <laughs> as I've come to understand, and you're doing some pretty incredible work in the community. But you know, why don't we start off by just talking about exactly the, your primary business and what you do there? Yeah, so I'm in the telecommunications business right now. Uh, I've been doing that for about 20 years, been an owner now for about 10. We technically got established with Advanced Contractor Solutions, ACSI, in 2014. Okay. As an owner, I had a couple of different names in the past, and we had to kind of restructure. And basically, we're, we do installation and repair for RCN Cable, which now is called Astound. They recently, oh, they changed their name. Yeah, they recently bought out a lot of companies, and more recently, Wow Cable it was a good acquisition. So our responsibilities consist of installation, repair, phone, internet, and cable. We service all communities in Chicagoland, and we're going to start branching off in maybe an Indiana sector and a lot more where the Wow section is at. Okay. We also do some construction on the outside plant world where we run fiber optics and uh, maintain all the hard lines out there. We partner up with Xfinity as well to do the uh, transition. So when the whole COVID hit, they found out they had some capacity issues. Everybody working from home. And oh, yeah. So their initiative now is to make sure there's that doesn't happen again, and they have to upgrade their entire plant. Wow. So it's about a five, ten-year initiative that we're helping out with. As oh, well. holy smoke. That's not a short-term project. <clears throat> no, and it's, it's interesting because we have to work at night and trying to make sure that we don't interrupt school and the whole thing with the public schools. And are they in school? Are they not? For and sure. A lot of the work has to be done during the nighttime. So does that mean that it goes offline completely or, or it's just slower? Yeah. yeah, we have to completely shut it down because <laughs> you have to take all the nodes and upgrade all the all the uh, heavy equipment out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea is that way when people are at home, they're not being interrupted with their service. Now, is it, the business you have is not a traditional business in the sense, I mean, I guess not, I don't want to say traditional, but in the sense that you're not necessarily being hired directly from a consumer, right? Right. So basically we have contracts with the main cable companies, right? So we're the prime contract holder. And then from there, we obviously hire and onboard and train from there. Mm -hmm. In the private sector, we, we do some work, right? If there's people who need some wiring done and some local businesses, we'll, we'll make some arrangements to do it. But primarily, it's through the RCN style network or Xfinity network. For sure. Now, one of the things that, that you have an initiative, it goes very much in line with what you're doing, but it's starting a nonprofit, right? That's correct. Tell me about that and you know what your motivation was to, to start that. You know, um, in this industry, um, what we find is a lot of technicians, unfortunately, live check to check, right? And um, for whatever reason, you know, they need some loans, they need some some assistance, they always need something, which as a business owner, you kind of uh, stuck between a rock and a hard place because you want to make sure that these guys are independent and sometimes they don't balance their books, right? Mm -hmm. And if their car breaks down or something, you know, we deal with some contractors, we have our own in-house employees. And I find myself offering some loans or, or whatnot, right? So I've always been giving, and that's something that's inheriting for me. And as I venture off now in my career, I was like, how can I continue that and giving and, and training and assisting? So we, we decided to, to implement ACSI Dream Foundation, right? 
And part of the goal is to kind of teach everything telecom from modern day technology, from this new cryptocurrency, NFTs, and anybody, all ages. It doesn't necessarily, you know, we don't want to pigeonhole anybody. If, if, if it's an older demographic that doesn't know how to construct an email or learn how to do Excel, basic fundamentals of computer, we're going to open it up to the community, right? And That's pretty amazing. Yeah, so part of that is kind of like an ITT tech you know, what do they do? They teach you, but then they're like, well, good luck to you. Go find a job. <laughs> right, right. Right. So since we have our business established, we can train, right, and uh, hopefully get sponsorship for that and then offer employment after. Right. In any sector, whether they want to do fiber, they want to do something physical. Um, we also do sales, right, within RCN. We, we, we provide that administrative work. So um, we understand that a lot of people can't do the physical part, climbing ladders. For and sure. Being out there. So... The initiative for us is just really um, provide opportunity for career path, right? And and, there, and there's a need for it. 100%. And that's something that's our challenge right now. We have a tremendous amount of work, but how do you get the proper labor to support? Right. And it's a lack of training out there as well. I mean, I know when I when I grew up um, back then, uh, started at Ameritech, and they put us through training. I mean, a month, two months, and you didn't touch the field until you you knew what you were doing. Nowadays, they hire you one week, two weeks, go ahead and have oh, that. Oh, no way. Yeah, and, and, and I get it. It's a cost to it, but you, you're going to pay the, at the long run if you don't train properly. Right. So part of the foundation is to provide those, those fundamentals and um, all things telecom. It doesn't necessarily uh, just you know, pigeonhole the cable. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things I hear that it's not just, right, I'm, I'm assuming in your industry, but whether it be plumbing, anything that's, that's, that's some sort of trade, it seems that um, they're having a hard time finding good help right that's that's correct i mean you know the government helped out a lot of people but it, what it also caused is i felt you know people got used to not working yeah. and receiving that benefit and now it's hard to find employment because now they're like well i'm making more money sitting at home than i will make a minimum wage for sure right yeah so for us okay. it's like we're not going to pay you minimum wage, right? We'll, we'll try to pay you a little bit higher, but what you're going to get is, is education to for prolong your future in whatever you decide you want to do. And telecom, again, it's broad technology, right? It doesn't matter, IT, inside, outside. Um, computers are never going to go away. The internet is never going to go away. So how do you install it? How do you maintain it, right? And uh, being able to have that and go anywhere in the world and, and have a job. And not just not go anywhere as far as the internet's concerned, but also just, I mean, we'll get into the NFT part also, right? But, I mean, our, our, our currency, everything is moving towards it being digital, so that's such a huge component of it that, you're right, five, ten years from now, um, as, as you're working on this project, that it's going to become crucial to be able to handle that amount of traffic globally, Right, it's not yes. just here; yeah. it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So now, take, tell, let's let's go. I guess into that, right? Because mm-hmm. so you're doing, you have your business. Um, it's focused in this uh, space, right? But you're also doing things outside of it. And one of the things that I was intrigued is how you've kind of taken the, these these we'll call them problems or, or opportunities, right? Sure. Where I think one of the things you said was from from the people that work with you that they have dreams or aspirations outside of what they do, and one of those things is in the artist community. Sure. Right? So, um, tell me about what you're doing with specifically how it started with helping people that are, you know, part of your uh, employment, part of your family there. So, um, you know, we we go through a lot of extensive interviews, and um, 
In order to retain talent, what we're finding is that we have to allow employees to do something they, they love to do on their own. So part of our interview process is we ask them, hey, what do you do for fun? What, what's your talents? What, what do you do outside of work? What's one of your passions? And, and more recently, we found a lot of entertaining uh, in the entertainment fields, right? Whether it be music, whether it be artistry, um, you know, some people want to be comics, right? Whatever it is. So what we implemented at ACSI was like, hey, if we hire you and allow you five hours to yourself to do what you want to do and help you and spearhead that initiative, whether it be in music, uh, we build a little studio in our warehouse, right? And uh, my son, who, who more recently got his, his degree in auto engineering, he'll help produce some of their music and, and, and if they want to do, you know, sing or rap or whatever they, you know, genre they're in, uh, we'll give them that platform. And then be honest with them, right? If we feel like they're good, we'll continue that initiative. If they, they're the only ones that feel that they're good, <laughs> then we'll say, hey, maybe you should consider reconsider something else, yeah. right? But along the way, they're, they're picking up a skill set um, that's going to be with them forever, which is telecom. And then their hobby or their passion, we can still you know help them with that. Yeah. So it's been working well. And I think uh, when they find that they're frustrated in their day to day, it's a release for them, too. Absolutely. Right. Where did you get this idea? You know, um, I, I, I've been in, you know, very passionate about myself. You know, I, I, I grew up watching a lot of reality TV and and just um, when I w went to college, I was, my, I was going to be a psychology major. Right? No way. Yeah. So part of the psychology and human behavior, I just analyze people in general. And I find that if, if they're not passionate about what they're doing, it doesn't matter what, you're not going to get the best of them. Absolutely. Right? So part of the, the, the retainment and the loyalty to, to, to you as an employer is make sure that you're valuing them first, right? You should be able to look at somebody and you're, you're in a sense working for them. They're not working for you, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. right? And I found out that once I allowed that to be a little bit more free at work and they're a little more comfortable, their performance excelled because they were happy. They looked forward to that hour. They looked forward. So their performance in the day-to-day job excelled and now they can do what they want to do for five hours and get paid for it. And now this is something you're already doing? 100%. Wow. And at, what did you find? Did anything surprise you uh, in terms of, you know, just something you didn't expect that, that was an, a good, you know, a good thing that happened as a result of this? You know, uh, you, you find out that they start, it's a, a lot of network happens because now you have people who are talking about it to their mm. friends, right? And now I'm getting calls. It's like, hey, I want to work for you. But it's like, okay, what do you really want to do? <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be 40 hours of playtime. Right. You still have to do the fundamentals of telecom. Right. Um, so it's pros and cons to it, too. Uh, but I think the more positive is is the word of mouth that somebody cares about what they want to do, right? What And in those conversations or when people, you know, when you've been approached for that, do you think it's something that... that people don't consider, which is that aspect of the hard work part, you know, still having to put that in and they just see the benefit or, or, or do you think that it's it's being communicated like, you know, I, I, I put in the work, but I also get to do this? You know, it's it's hard in our, in our field because you're out there in the elements, you're in a cold, yeah. hot, right? And uh, Not easy work. It's not. And, and, it, and it takes a toll on your body too, right? For sure. Your knees and your back. So we always try to practice safety for that. And um, I think what we're finding is if they're really good at what they do, I'll be the first one to encourage them for that path. You know, mm. 
I'm never going to stronghold anybody to telecom if I know that there's a better path for them in anything they're passionate about, right? That's awesome. So if it's entertainment, then let's take it to the next level, right? Let's in, let, let me invest in you, and that's where the Bushman Entertainment would come in. And hey, Bushman Entertainment will sign you, it will promote you, and now since you are talented and you, you are gifted into what you're doing, we're going to go ahead and spear that and make it a business initiative from there. But it doesn't seem like you set out to say, I want to start Bushman Entertainment or have an entertainment company, and so I'm going to take this route to get there. It seems like everything you've done is as a result of, you know, the, the first idea or, or, the, or the idea prior, right? And it's kind of evolving. Yeah, you're right, 100%. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a fundamentals guy that making sure that you have to bring the, the bacon home, right? What, yeah. what is your bread and butter? And your passions can become your bread and butter, but until then... You make sure that you solidify what you're doing first. And, and to us, it's telecom industry. And uh, we'll teach you that, right? So if, if something down the road happens where, you know, you, you didn't make it or, you know, somebody didn't like your music or whatever you did, you at least can go somewhere and get right. a job. Right, right, right. That's right. priority number one. No, and, 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 you know, you mentioned reality TV. I love yeah. watching, like, Shark Tank. And mm-hmm. that was one of my favorite shows. And one of the things I heard are the, the, the kind of the common thread as far as the, the you know, the, the shark's being grateful or appreciative of, of the hustle was that it was those entrepreneurs who maintain a job or whatever until there was that opportunity, right, to, sure. to, to go all in or, or, you know, quit the job and, and pursue their, their business. But, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of building something so unique that in a sense it's not something you hear about, right? It's not something that's out there that's prevalent. Do you see that this is something that is going to have to change if employers uh, are harder to keep any sort of talent, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it's in us as people to like look. Shark Tank's an, uh, a great, you know, uh, example of that. That as people, the entrepreneurial spirit is within us. We want to do things for a lot of people. Want to be their own boss. You know, what do you see needing to change for that to happen? You know, I, I think it takes uh, leadership to to give those individuals opportunity and teach, and uh, don't be selfish. Because for me, I, I rather have honestly 10 things to 10% of one thing of 100%, yeah, you know, yeah. and invest in people. So in life, you're going to run into a lot of talent. And how do you partner up with that individual? He can start off or she can start off as your employee and then become your business partner. For sure. You should always have that open mind. I find out that corporate America and some of some of my, you know, peers in, in, the, in the game want to keep their people down. And it's ego, but, man, right? Well, it's not only that, it's because they want to preserve their money first, right? Fair so if, if you teach an individual more than what they need to know, they're going to leave, Yeah. right? Yeah. And once an individual feels as though they don't need you anymore, they're, they're going to go. Yep. So as a business owner, they're, they're inclined to like not promote you in that way, right? Because yep. they need to make their bottom dollar. Absolutely. Right? So for me, it's, it's the opposite. I encourage advancement, and I hope that... Once you advance, you give it back and you pay forward. Yep. That, that's the objective. So um, another part of that is the wellness of somebody, right, mentally. So there was something that we established, too. It was a wellness program that we uh, spearheaded uh, with Seven Star uh, Wellness. Right? Wow. <laughs> you really are doing it all. So, I mean, it, it's part of it because here's the thing. If you don't, you don't prioritize the wellness of your employees, mm-hmm. they're just not going to perform, right? Physically or mentally. And a lot of us, especially in the Hispanic culture, do not do not take those chances. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean? They're hey, drink a seven up, you'll be all right. Yep. Or, you know, you, yep. men don't cry. Men don't cry, you know, don't right. talk about it, you know. Right. 
So what I did was uh, as a non-traditional Eastern uh, medicine, Chinese medicine. Look at you. Yeah. Provide acupuncture, massage. Um, if you want to take your kids or yourself to karate, martial arts, you can do that. Wow. And what the company did was we sponsored 50% of it, right? So you go out, we bought the program, and all you got to do is pay 50%. And if you don't take the time to invest in yourself, then you're not going to do anything better at work, right? Because you take priority first. I see. So you're, you're actually buying into a service that yes. is provide gotcha gotcha that's amazing outside of the outside of the traditional insurance plans right 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 how how has that been received you know how, how, what was the adaptation for that i mean how, how, it's great yeah. it's great uh this, this whole covid hit right and uh what do you what happens when you go right now to a traditional hospital they tell you well sorry there's nothing i can do for you you have to wait it out right they don't give you anything they don't give you Maybe take some Tylenol, but there's no medicine for Right, it. right. So on, on the eastern side, Chinese medicine side, there's natural herbs. Right. They, they, some teas. Right. Right. There, there's a lot of exercises you can do that are not told to you. Yep. And um, I think our culture is so used to just the traditional medicine that they don't, they don't know about the other side to it. Absolutely. You look at China, how long are those people living over there? Yeah, yeah anywhere, right? Anywhere but here. Right? <laughs> I mean, they're over 90, 100 years old of life, right? And you see them doing Tai Chi in the morning. You see them doing things like that. So all I can do is offer it. I don't impose any of my beliefs to anybody. It's there. Take it. If not, you know, it's up to you. And again, where did you get this idea? Well, for myself. Because I, I, I everything that I do and preach, I do it myself. Yeah. Right? Uh, in, in my career, in my life, I've gone through a lot of struggles. And I'll be the first to say I went through a lot of alcohol problems myself. Wow. Right? And uh, I've been now almost three years sober, not an ounce of liquor. Congratulations. Right? And what helped me was acupuncture. It did. It, it helped me um, get rid of the, the toxicity of that, right? And what I found myself uh, drawn into the business, it was driving me to drink, the stress, right? We were... Or not being able to manage the stress, right? Correct. Yeah. So, so you just drink. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. sure the stress hasn't yeah. gone away. You just learn how to manage it. There you go. Right? There you go. And, and that's taught. Right, it's nothing that you're gonna, somebody's gonna tell you how to handle it. You have to go through it, and what helped me was just going through those therapies and talking it through. And how do you, you know, um, alcohol doesn't solve the problem for sure, right? Because you still gotta wake up the next day and deal with it, and you're only gonna wake up with a hangover mm -hmm. if you're worse, mm -hmm. right? So uh, that's where it stems from, Tony. Is I, a real life experiences for me, and um, I share it. I'm an open book. I'm not ashamed of it. And uh, that's, I feel that's only going to make us better as people. No, I can't imagine it would do anything but that, right? <laughs> so That's correct. Take me through the, the Bushman Entertainment piece and, <laughs> and how that's gone so far. Well, Bushman, you know, ironically enough, came from my drinking days, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, back then I used to drink a lot of Bush beer, right? So it's like, Dan the Bushman, Dan the Bushman. And, it, you know, you buy a six-pack and it costs you three bucks, you know? <laughs> So like, yeah, <laughs> here comes Dan the Bushman. So Bushman stood, stood up for a long time. And, um, you know, uh, there was a picture of me. I had braces at the time. And it was just like uh, my buddies would make fun of it. And I was like, hey, how about I make that a, a cartoon character? This was like three, four years ago. So we blew it up. We sent some artists to make it. <laughs> and this is before the NFT thing, right? Right, right. So I always had that idea. I was like, hey, Bushman Entertainment. I'm very, I like comedy. I like, you know, everything uh, about it. And uh, that's how it came about. So now, you know, fast forward to now, 2022, and everybody's into NFTs. 
Um, I had 10,000 made of, of different variations of the Bushman face, and, I, and I'm going to incorporate that in, in business, right? And, uh, and I more recently started giving some of my employees the NFTs, right, and showing them that, that life in crypto. Again, voluntary, not financial advice, but something fun, something to, to have a utility on, and, and I'm open for ideas. So I mean, it's, what an invaluable experience, right? As one of your employees, that you have the choice to work somewhere. Why wouldn't they work for you, right? I mean, seriously, <laughs> that, that's the because you know the, the, I think the problem is as, as as a society we've accepted the fact that our schools are really just driving workers to, to companies, correct? And we're not really teaching anyone anything that mm -hmm. that's a value and it seems like you're doing those things and almost creating this ecosystem where you have <clears throat> your nonprofit, mm -hmm. you know you, you bring them in that way teach them uh, employ them and as employees tap into their passion help them with that right yes. and then if there's talent there now you have this entertainment group so yeah. what like in, in terms of how as you're building this i'm sure so much has changed for you uh the way you perceive everything right not just business but life What's what do you see this evolving to? Right? What, um, yeah? What's the vision? So the vision is to actually build a forum where everybody, anybody can go in there for Bush, say for Bushman Entertainment, anything entertainment, right? right? So mm -hmm. like you have a, you need a bachelor party, you need some 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 DJs, you need some you need a a party bus, you need anything, it's there for you. So it's a one stop shop to to you can navigate through our website. Yep. And then on the other side is talent in Chicago. Like, how do we promote it, right? So for those individuals that don't have the opportunity or funding, right, there's a lot of talent out there. Um, how does Bushman Entertainment help them, right? It's all about them. I'm not looking at it for money, right? The money will come, I think. I think as an artist, if you're good enough and, and you have faith in what you're doing and you make it, all we ask is to give back, right? And, and not, not to my pockets, but spearhead the next artist, yep. right, or, yep. or next generation. So... The platform that we want to build is just that, is be able to help anybody in any way we can in, in artistry and in entertainment. But it doesn't end there, right? So um, we're all about philanthropy too, right? So that, when that money comes and you know it will, what are you going to do with it, right? How do we teach you to, when you hit that first million, not to go and spend it, you know, on, on the uh, monetary thing, you know, just cars and all that. Like, how do you invest your money, right? So that's the vision, is to teach um, longevity and wealth. How do you gain wealth, right? Do you want to be a CEO? I don't want to be the only person. I just don't, right? right? Uh, I want it's somebody, lonely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want somebody to take my position as yeah. CEO yeah. and let me just fall back and, and spend some time with my kids, right? I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, and as far as that, that, that mentorship aspect of it, you know, um, like I guess what do you hope to, for in terms of the people that, that do become that CEO though, and that, that are giving it back, right? What's something that's important to keep in mind in terms of the, that that changing kind of this pattern that that's been that persisted for so long that you know we need to see something different out there. We need mentors that that really uh, are, are are promoting what you're promoting. Sure. You know, how, how does one take that on? Who when we're, we're not taught anything, how do we become mentors ourselves? You're right, and and I think um, you know I'm, I'm Mexican American, right, and my grandmother, Socorro Abrego, love her to death. She passed away, and she was all about education. And uh, when she came in here uh, with 10 kids, right, all she preached was education, education. Mm -hmm. And she was 100% right. Uh, a couple of my uncles are doctors and, and teachers and, and such, and you know, um, my, a couple of my aunts own businesses. But what I found is a lot of pressure comes with that and ex high expectations. 
So for me growing up, it was, hey, um, you know, your uncles are doctors, you know, are you going to be the doctor? Or, hey, your uncle was an, an honor student, you know, got right, all straight right. A's, are you going to get that? And I did all that, <clears throat> you know. I graduated National Honor Society at Gordon Technical High School. Wow. I went to college, uh, University of Illinois Champaign. I took a year off to get to, to the workforce, and, and it didn't work out for me, so I went to, to college. But being in college, I wasn't—I felt like it wasn't for me, right? I, I was overwhelmed by pressure, and, and uh, I didn't finish. It right? almost seems like pressure just to not be you, right? To, Correct. To fulfill someone else's expectation it, or yeah, dreams. Yeah, because, you know, and it's just not in a Latino culture. It's all no, cultures, yeah, yeah. right? You're, you're pressed. And I like to say that you don't necessarily need college to be successful. And, and I'm that story, yeah. right? So all I'm asking is for, for the next person is to preach, you know, that. And, and really, what does the individual want? Yeah, you need college. Listen, I'm not down in school, right? School is always great, but it's not the only path. For right? sure. So to answer your question, I would like the next CEO to, to really preach that and, and be like, listen, there's more to life than just schooling. Because what, what, what do you really get out of it if you don't have a scholarship? For sure. That, right? And then now, you, now you're pressured by after you graduate, six months comes, what's coming? The bills. Yep. And how do you pay for that? Yep. And now you're overqualified because you have a master's and now you can't get a job. Right. That's very true. Right. Happens often. So that that's it. You know, just be real, man. Be be you and be happy with who you are. I like that. And then last thing is just in terms of CEOs listening, right? There I think there's so much to be learned, not even from what you're doing, but but the the act of taking a chance and doing something different, thinking outside the box, offering these things to your employees. What advice would you give to those CEOs listening that, you know, are kind of stuck in a paradigm of, I've always done it this way, or this is how it has been, and this is just how we are. You know, what could they take from this that they could find a way to maybe take a chance on something different? I think, that, you know, sometimes you have to take a step back and look at from the outside in. I think we get caught into the just a day-to-day, and you almost become robotic. And yeah, as a CEO, you probably have a lot of money coming in, but money's not everything right now. So my, my, my suggestion and my ask is like, take a step back and really analyze what's important. How much hours are you spending as a CEO, right? Are you spending 80 to 100 or are you just spending 10? You know, it's, there's different levels to the game. For sure. Right? But I think you have to prioritize your employees and first off their wellness, because what sacrifices are they making for your big pockets, right? And what sacrifices are you making for gaining your pockets, too? Because I found myself more recently last year and um, for the past 10 years just grinding and grinding and grinding. And I look up, and now my kids are 20 years old. Right. I'm like, what did I sacrifice for it? And, yeah, we have something to show for it from a physical standpoint. But I'll never get that time back. Absolutely. So value your time with your loved ones, right? And, and, and. How much money is is enough? Because once you reach that million, you want the next two million, and now you're at the ten million, and you need well, it's twenty million, and then you look up. Now you're seven years old, and your whole life just went ahead of you. Right? Absolutely. So just just um, really uh, continue to mentor the next you, because if it's within your family, cool, because you can always have the same bloodline carry your name. But what about the next family and the, and the next last name? Are you willing to teach that? Don't be selfish and really do it from your heart, not because you're just trying to have an image about yourself. For sure. And that's what I've been doing. I'm passionate about what I do. 
I'm not fake with it. And, and I try to treat people with dignity and respect. And if I ever cross you, I apologize. Let me know. Check me too. So don't be afraid to check, but expect to be checked too. Great advice. And no, I think you're doing it all right. And I'm excited to see what the future holds for you and you know, the, your business, but also just the people around you, which is a, a testament to who you are. I think it's just those things that you're doing for others. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for knowing you and can't wait for the next one. But if you're out there listening, reach out to Daniel by filling out the form below. We'll get to him directly in his inbox. But I just want to thank you for, for coming in and sharing your story and just being you, brother. And thank you for having me. I think I'm going to be on all your shows here. And pretty soon your, your fan base is going to get sick of me. I think it'll be well received. Thank you, sir. Thank you.